Hallelujah. I just want to speak tonight very quickly and we'll go back into prayer. If you want to just 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 put a title to it, you can you can say where you planted makes a difference. Where you planted where you are planted where you planted makes a difference. I spoke on Sunday and I said that we need to be rooted and grounded and, and we need to tip, to tap into God's ever-flowing waters and that the ever-flowing waters are the word of God and that we need to have roots that can tap into those waters and that roots give us a grounding. And I want you to know today that where you are planted makes a difference. Where you are planted makes a difference. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through to 9. I'll read it through to 8. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 to 8. While we're looking for it, I just want to welcome, ah, as I sit properly. I just want to welcome, <laughs> I just want to welcome uh, dear brother and, and, and his lovely wife. <laughs> we released him and he went and got married. <laughs> and, and now he comes back double, double. So welcome, Ozias and Alice. Uh, it's good to have you here. Um, so, so those of you that don't know him, he was with us here labored in the house and uh, yes and uh, he, he did well went went home got married God remembered him got a PhD and now they are back here for a visit they're doing the PhD in Germany <laughs> God is good And I'm so happy to see Alice. Uh, God is good. Jeremiah chapter 17. I pray that for somebody that will be your own story. Like Sunday also went alone, came back with Maureen. And now he goes back three, four. Bayati uh, <laughs> went away and very soon he will come back double, double. God is good. And thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man that trusts in men and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. Verse 6, For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. He shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the air 
of drought. Or in other words, shall not be worried in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. They, she will yield fruit. The tree will continue to yield even in the time of drought. Bible says, blessed is the man who is planted by the waters. Everybody say planted by the waters. Is it my mic? Okay. Uh, okay, let's try it in a different place. He shall be like, like the heath that's in the dry place. This is the one who trusts in himself. The one who trusts in man. The one who is cursed. And the other who puts his trust in the Lord shall be like a tree that's planted by the waters. Where you are planted makes a difference. Where you are planted makes a difference. I want you to notice some just four, four things about where the trees are planted. The first one is one is planted in a desert. That's what verse 5 says. He it says it's planted in the heath in a desert. He's like the heath in the desert. He's planted in the desert. And, and as he's planted in the desert, the desert is a dry place. The desert is a place which is dry. It is not a place which you, do not, you don't expect to be fruitful in a desert place. I've been in a desert place. And, and being in the desert place, I could see how dry it is. And just getting out, you already feel that even the little water that you have is being sucked out by the heat in the desert. And, and before you know it, if you don't get enough water, when your water runs out, you will eventually dehydrate and you will die. And while I was walking in the desert, we could actually see some animals that had just dried. It's just a pile of bones. Why? Because the desert has desiccated them. It's sucked out every water, every life that's within them. And, and being planted or being in a desert is simultaneous to saying eventually you will die. The only thing that keeps life is water. Hallelujah. The only thing that keeps life is the water. And so the, if, if you are, if you ever seen a palm tree or a place in a desert, they don't call that place where palms are growing. They just don't call it desert anymore. They call it an oasis. Why is it an oasis? It's because it is a place which has water. Take the water out. It becomes a desert like all other places. And, and the Lord Almighty wants you to understand the way you're planted makes a difference. Where you're planted makes a difference. And, and, and if you're in a desert, it's going to be dry. But you need to be next to the waters. Tell your neighbor, be next to the waters. The other tree is planted by the waters. It's planted right next to the waters. <laughs> I will tell you also in a moment that you can actually determine where you can be planted. Number two thing is that, see, the tree that's in the desert, the Bible says of it, it shall not see when good is coming. 
When you are in a desert, you cannot see when good is coming. When you are dry and thirsty and there's, 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 there's this pain around you, you will miss the good that's coming your way. Why do you miss it? It's because you are blinded by the heat. You are blinded by the, by the, by the, by the, by the hot temperatures around you. And so it says, they shall not see when good is coming. You will miss that which you're supposed to get. You will miss that which you are supposed to, to, that's supposed to be coming towards you. You miss the good. That's your way. There is no flow of good things anyway. It's taken away by other things. Ah, oh, we got a problem. He cannot see the good that's coming. But the other tree that's planted by the waters, the Bible says he shall not fear evil. Why he shall not fear evil? Because even in the year of drought, the tree does not get worried. The Bible says it will not cease even to produce in the year of drought. It's not concerned. It's not bothered. Why? Because it's planted by the waters. It's planted by the waters. But the tree that's in the desert is always in trouble. It's always under threat. It's always in a place of worry. It's always in a place where it cannot just rest and relax. Because the desert is trouble. But the tree that's planted by the waters, the Bible says it shall not need to be concerned there will be no concern it says it shall not see when the heat is coming the heat will come the tree in the desert will know that here is heat the tree by the waters will not be bothered by it why because it has a constant supply of the waters it's a constant supply of the waters the grass that's next to my house never goes brown the grass that's next to my parents' house in, in Zimbabwe always goes brown in winter because it never rains in winter. Here, the grass next to my house is green, whether it's winter, it's summer, it's spring. It's always green. Why? Because it's next to the water. There is enough water for it to remain green. So it remains green and it remains looking beautiful. I don't need to water it. Why? Because it's just next to the water. The roots have water all year round. I don't need to worry about watering that grass because it's next to the water. But in the place where there is not enough water, like next to my parents' house in Zimbabwe, the grass grows green, grows green only because they've watered it. When it stops raining and they don't water it, it goes brown. And it looks dead. The grass gets worried. And I can assure you, if you're planted in the desert, if you're not planted on the right place, you will get worried when the heat comes. If the rains do not rain in the summer, 
that grass also goes brown. Why? Because there is no water. So in winter it goes brown because there is, the, the heat has changed. It's cold and there is no rain anyway in the winter. But in the summer, if it doesn't rain enough, it also goes brown. Why? It's dying. Why? Because it has to care. It cares and is concerned about the heat that's coming. But the grass here that's next to the water stays green. Stays green. And I want you to understand that where you are determines how green or how brown. And so the next point is the one tree in the desert is fruitless. And the tree next to the water is always fruitful. The Bible says it will not cease to yield its increase. It shall continue to yield its increase. And, and the one in verse 6 says it shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where there is nothing. You don't expect the wilderness here when you understand the word they use for wilderness here. is talking about a dry place. A wilderness here was a place where it was just empty. It was just barren. That's a wilderness. It's a barren place. Nothing grows there. Nothing is yielded there. There is no food there. There is no increase there because it's barren. And, 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 and we must be planted in a place where we will yield fruit. We must not be barren. Tell your neighbor I will not be barren. You must yield fruit. You must yield increase. And your fruit shall increase. I believe that's a word for somebody. You will yield fruit and your fruit will be for increase. We will increase because that's what God wants us to. We need to increase. And so we will, we, will, we will increase. Psalm 84, verse 5 to 7 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them, who when passing through the valley of Baca, who when passing through the wilderness, the valley of Baca is a wilderness. It's a rocky, dry place. And the Bible says, they make it a well. You're passing through a dry place and suddenly the place becomes a well and the rain also filleth the pools this is somebody who is blessed of the lord and you must be blessed of the lord such that the pools of his rain will continue to follow you wherever you go the pools of god's rain must follow you wherever you go so you must be planted in god and and it says they go from strength to strength Every one of them in Zion appears before God. God is saying to somebody, you will go from strength to strength. You will yield increase. Hallelujah. You will yield increase. I don't know who you are and what you're doing, but it will yield increase. There's increase. And so the, th the, the, the third one, the third one, the third aspect or the fourth aspect is that this tree will continue to have leaves on it. The tree that's planted by the water. And the tree that's planted in the desert will be bare. The leaves cannot stay there. It has to shed away the leaves in order to survive. Do you know why trees are losing, are losing their leaves in the winter time? Where are the agriculture people? The plant science people? 
It's a mechanism to preserve the little water they have. It's a survival mechanism to allow them to be able to bear fruit in the season that comes. And they do that in order to survive. But if you are a tree that's in the desert, you can't even afford to have the leaves anyway. But somebody here, I see you having branches with leaves. You're going to spread. You're going to spread. So I want you to know that a tree can be planted in the desert, can be planted by the waters. And there are differences by where you are planted. And just like your Christian walk as well, where you are planted will determine whether you are fruitful, whether you are going to be full of leaves, whether you're going to be worried and concerned all the time, whether you are going to be blessed all the time. And God says to us in someone, blessed is he whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates upon it day and night. And, and so how, how, are you going to be, how are you going to be that tree that's planted by the water? And here, here, is, here, is, here is what, 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 what the Lord made me to understand. That your trust in God determines the soil in which you grow. Your trust in God determines the soil in which you grow. Where do I find that? If you go back into that Jeremiah, he says in verse 5, Cursed is the man that trusts in men. Who puts, who makes the flesh of arm, who makes human beings his trust, and who departs from the Lord. Cursed is that man. And then he says, that man who is trusting in himself shall be like a tree that's planted where? In the desert. And then listen to this. When you go to verse 7, he says, but blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. The man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. And verse 8 says, he shall be like a tree that is what? Planted. By the waters. So if you want to be planted by the waters, you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to put your trust in God. You've got to put your trust in Jesus. You've got to put your trust in the Lord. You've got to put your trust on the cross. You've got to put your trust in the Holy Spirit. You've got to put the trust in God the Father. You've got to trust in God. You've got to believe Him. You've got to hold on to Him. If you're going to be like a tree that's planted in a place to yield increase, that's planted in a place where you will be blessed, you've got to trust God. Tell your neighbor, trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Where you are planted makes a difference, but it is your trust in God that determines where you will be planted. It is your trust in the Lord that determines where you're going to grow. The soil in which you're going to grow. I was looking at Luke 8 verse 15 where it says, but, but you know, but on the good ground they are, but they are on good ground. Jesus talks about a parable of a sower that goes out to sow. And as he scatters seed, seed falls on different places. And there's also good ground. There is good ground. And he says they are on good ground which in an 
honest and a good heart, have, having heard the word, keep it. You've got to keep the word of God. Everybody say, keep the word. To trust God means you've got to keep the word. You've got to go into the word. You've got to get to know the word. And when you have gotten it, you must keep it. You must hold it close to your heart. You must use that word, live by that word, walk by that word. Do whatever you do by the word of God. Hallelujah. You need to keep the word of God. And so he says, they that will yield fruit, the seed that will yield fruit is the seed that falls on the good ground. And what is the good ground? It is those that are the people that are going to have an honest, open heart. A heart that is ready to receive. A heart that is ready to take from God. A heart that is ready to search God. A heart that is ready to seek after God. They receive God's word. They keep it in their hearts. They walk by the word. Like David says, thy word, O God, I have hidden in the inside of my heart that I may not sin against thee. And David also says, thy word, Lord, is a lamp unto my path. It's a, it's a light unto my feet. Or is it the other way around? Whichever way, it's a light unto the lamp and to the path. Thy word, oh God, I've taken it, I've put it inside that I may be blessed. And it's by your word, oh God, that I found rest. It's by your word, oh God, that I found my way through. And so your word, oh God, is a precept upon precept. It's a principle upon principle. It's a statute upon, upon statute. Why it establishes me. If you want to be established, if you want to grow, if you want to be strong, if you want to be able to face the challenges of life, you need to be able to trust in the Lord. And when you've trusted in the Lord, God will cause you to be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. Who wants to be fruitful in this place? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Get God's word. Put it in your heart and keep it. It's, it's your trust in God. It's your trust in God. In Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. God, Paul talking says, They that trust in the Lord. Verse 13. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall never be ashamed. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall never be ashamed. Why? He's saying if you trust in God, he will never leave you nor forsake you. You will never have reason to be embarrassed. Why? Because God is true. He is not a man that he should lie. He is not a man that he should change his mind. But whatever he says that he will do. He says, I've exalted my word above my own name. I will keep it. I will uphold it. He watches over his word to perform it. He was speaking to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1. He says, Jeremiah, you know what? I watch over my word to fulfillment. I will make sure that whatever I've sent my word to do, it accomplishes it. And so you can trust in God by keeping his word. I need people who know his word. People who trust in God by holding on to the word of God. You need to go into the Word of God. You need to read the Word of God. You need to search the Word of God. You need to dig deep into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Don't just take whatever I'm saying. You need to make notes. Next time, young man, bring a pen and bring a paper. Make notes. When you are at home, look at those notes. Check those notes. Check the sermons you hear. doesn't matter who's giving you the sermon. The other day, I was, I was, I was listening to the sermon, and Daddy Gio gave a wrong reference to a scripture. 
And I was just thinking, I'm sure somebody was just saying, Amen! They never checked that the reference is not the right one. Later on, he corrected himself. Then, Amen again. Why were you saying Amen the first time? Because we are not checking what we are listening. We are not looking. We are not searching. We are not digging. But I need the people that will dig into the Word of God. Hallelujah. We need to get to the place where we know God's Word to trust it. The reason we can't trust His Word is because we don't know it. We don't know it for ourselves. We know the word through pastor. We know the word through the man of God. We know the word through the television. You know, there are some people that only know what is on the television. They don't even know if it's in the Bible, yes or no. It's yeah, the, the pastor on the TV was speaking it. No, we want people that go into the word. Step into the word yourself. Get into the word yourself and get to know it. So that you can trust it. It's the word that you will read. That you will study. That you will dig into yourself. That you can trust. And put your hope upon. Amen. But the word. That, that you will just wait upon somebody else to tell you. It's easy to forget. I will tell you there are some scriptures. Because I read them. When I was, when I was 16. They still stick in my heart. They've kept me through. In my heart. When things are tough. That those words have stuck in there. Why? Because I read it. When I was going through some, some tough times. When people were saying. How can you be a Pentecostal? And how can you be speaking in tongues? We've never seen this in our family. It was tough. But there was a word in God's word. That I found. And, and, and it was sticking and holding on to that word. Kept me going. If I didn't have that word. I could have gone like one of my brothers did when he was challenged like that. He stopped speaking in tongues, stopped going to church, stopped everything. It's only now we are praying and say, God, deliver him again. Let him come up again. He's been lukewarm for a long time now. Why? Because he didn't have the word that could establish him why he was praying the way he was praying and why he was speaking in tongues the way he was speaking in tongues. Because there was no word. There was no root. So he couldn't hold on. But you must hold on. You must find a word. And you must find the word. And you must stick to the word. Speaking to somebody about the church says, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit anymore because we don't understand it. Yes, you may not understand it, but you have the capacity to understand it. So go in and search it. Go in and understand it. And when you've understood it, hold on to it. Because it will keep you when the heat comes. That tree that's planted by the water, the Bible says when the heat has come, it has no need to worry. It has no need to be concerned. Why? Because it's by the water. Somebody say by the water. By the water. No need to worry because you're by the water. But when you're not by the water, you must worry. When you don't have Jesus, you must be concerned. When you don't know the word, better run. I don't know where you run to, but just run. Amen. Are we still together? We need to be a people that are able to trust in God. That are able to, to, to go into his word. That's what's going to keep us. Trusting in the Lord. You can change. 
You can change the place of your habitat. You can change the place where you're planted by choosing to trust the Lord. Now I'll give you just some seven points. Some seven points that can help you to develop trust, your trust in God. Number one, learn not to depend on yourself. It's good to have self-confidence. I'm self-confident. This is why I walk looking at you. When I come, I can look you in the face and I'm not afraid because I'm confident. But I depend not on myself but on God. This is why I'm able to step in and do the things that I do. Because I, I depend on God, not on myself. If I depended on myself, I would not be a pastor. I would not be a husband, a dad, a pastor, a working somewhere else. I would have chosen one or two of them and probably struggled in the others. If I was depending on myself, I wouldn't be a pastor. If I was depending on myself, I wouldn't combine the things I combined to do because I, would, I, I don't have the strength. But I depend on God. And God is more than able. He is more than able to He's more than able. He's more than able to do exceedingly abundantly. He gives me strength. So therefore, I can do all things. I can do how many? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4, verse what? Verse 13. I can do all things. Why? Because I don't depend on myself. I depend on God. I depend on Jesus. I depend on the Holy Spirit. So don't depend on yourself. Don't depend on yourself. That's the first, that's the first thing. The second thing is learn to cry to God. Learn to cry to God. Learn to talk to God. I use the word cry, but you can put the word talk to God. Learn to talk to God. Talk to God. You talk to God by praying. You talk to God, but I was just, just go to God. Take your issues to God. Take your concerns to God. Talk to him on a daily basis. Talk to him as you go. Talk to God as you go. Learn to talk to the Lord. Have conversations with God. You understand what I'm saying? Have conversations with God. Don't make prayer a burden. Make it a time to have a conversation with God. Amen? Make it a time to engage God as a father. He is your father. He is not a taskmaster. He is not just some big deity somewhere. He is holy, but he is your father. He is the maker of heaven and earth, and he is your father. He is an awesome God, and he is your father. He is a mighty God. He is your father. You must not play with his name. He is your father. Don't take him for granted, but he is your father. So go to him as a son, as a daughter, and speak to him as a father. Maybe your earthly father has not been a good example about what a father should be. God is a better father. Ah, I need an amen. God is a better father. So you can come to him. He understands what you're going through. He understands your concerns. He understands your fears, your challenges. And he knows about tomorrow. Your earthly father may not know about tomorrow. 
but he knows about tomorrow. This is why it says, cursed is the man who trusts in other men, who trusts in himself. Because your knowledge is limited, but the knowledge of God is unlimited. Who can tell of the Lord? Who instructed God? No one. He knows yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He has counted the stars and he calls them by name. And he is your father. So you can go to him as a son. Go to him as a daughter and talk to him. Tell your neighbor, talk to the Lord. Talk to Jesus. That's why he died on the cross. He died so that we could have access. The Bible says when Jesus was on the cross and he says it is finished, the veil was torn and it was open. He opened it for you to have access, direct access to God. So you must talk to him. Number three is you must run away from evil. Run away from evil. Run away from evil. Whatever is evil, run away from it. Whatever is not good, run away from it. Whatever is not pleasing, run away from it. Whatever is not praiseworth, run away from it. Run from evil. Don't play around with evil. Don't toy around with evil. But run away from evil. Run away from evil. Don't let it suck you in. Run away from it. Flee from youthly lusts. Run with your life. And you run to God. Hallelujah. Where do you run? You run to God. You can go back to point number two and talk to the Father. So run away from evil. Number three is put God first in your life. Put God first. Number four. Okay, put God first in your life. Put Him first. Put Him first. Who is priority number one? I've, I've spoken to you earlier on in the year about this, but put God first. Put God first. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first. And then all the other things will be added unto you. But you must seek the right thing in order to have additions. Amen. Some of you are seeking the additions. Seek God first. Put God first in your life. Let God be God and every man a liar. Let him be number one. Let him be in front and, and not you in front and him behind you. Let him be God because he knows the way. He makes a way where there is no way. He knows how to guide you. He is wiser than you. So put him first. Put him first. Learn to put him first. Check yourself and your walk. Pay heed to yourself. And you check yourself by his word. I will talk a bit more about the word later. But check yourself against the word. Are you still in the word? And you know what? In order to be able to check yourself, you need to be reading the word. You need to be going into the Word. You need to dive into the Word. Learn, to, learn to, to assimilate the Word. As you read the Word, be asking yourself questions. What is the Word saying to me? What is the Word saying to me? 
What does it mean to me? What, is the, what does the word mean to me? Number one, what action am I supposed to take from what the word is saying? So you will read the word like we have read today and it says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope is, is, is in the Lord. So what is it saying? It's saying I must trust in God. What is it also saying? It says, I will be blessed if I trust in God. So ask, what is the word saying? What does it mean to me? What is the instruction that I need to take from the word? And what is the promise that the word is giving me? There is a promise. There is something that the Lord puts for me. What is it? And if it's not a promise, what is the danger? Sometimes there are danger points that you will get. The word will show you that. And when you do this, the word becomes applicable in your life. Amen. The word begins to take a foothold in your life. What is it that I must change after reading the word? What do I learn about God? These are questions you need to ask yourself as you read the word. What does it mean to me? What is it saying about me? What is, what is the instruction or the thing that I must do from the word? What do I need to change in my life? What is the promise of God? Or what is the warning from God's word? What does it say about God? That's how you're going to grow in the word. And you need to find these things as you read every scripture. From every scripture, there is one or more of these points that you will, less, you will, you will learn. And when you're learning them, begin to let your heart trust in his word. Let your heart trust in his word. Number six is that you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. John chapter 14, chapter 16. John chapter 14 and also in chapter 16. Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. I will send you another. When he's come, he will teach you. He is an advocate. He is a teacher. He is a helper. He, is, he will be there to aid you, to instruct you. He will teach you the things that you need to learn. He will show you the things that you need. You need to, to learn to, to trust and to walk in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Desire to speak in tongues and desire to speak in, in, in the language of the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to fill you. And to give you strength. The Holy Spirit is there to help you to go along. And as you depend and put your hope in the Holy Spirit, He will help you also to be able to build your trust in God. He reveals God's secrets. That's why He is there. He enables us to be able to get transformed and to get closer to God. So listen to the Holy Spirit. And the last one is learn to rest in God's love. I've already told you, he is your father. So learn to rest in love. I know God is love. He gave himself up for me. He gave himself up for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's love. What greater love is this? That a man should die for his friends. But what more for the enemies? We were enemies to him. And yet he died for us. We were sinners, lost, but he died for us. That's great love. He has that love for you and me. He has that love for you. 
and you need to learn to embrace the love of God. Amen. We need to learn to embrace the love of God. Many of us don't know to take love. We are afraid of God's love. But He loves you. Tell your neighbor, God loves you. Tell them again, God loves you. Learn to take in God's love. Accept God's love. He is a God of love. He is a God of mercy. He is a God of kindness. He is a God who is, who is good. He is a God who is close. He is a God who cares, who is concerned about you. And we need to accept that love into our lives. He is not some distant God. He is not a God who goes away visiting and leaves you alone. He is there with you all the time. He's there with you every day. He's not like the gods of Baal. You know, remember when, when Elijah was on the, on the mountain with those gods and, and, and says, we put a sacrifice. And, and they were crying to their God, oh, Baal, come, cause fire to fall down. And said, maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's gone visiting. Our God is not like that. That is why when Elijah Christ says, God, show yourself. And fire came down upon the altar. That's your God. And he has such kind of love. And so we need to depend on that love and rest in the love of God. And so Psalm 46, 42 or 46 says what? Be still and know. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the people. Be still and know. That he is your God. He is your God. Not somebody else's God. Your God. Tell your neighbor, he's my God. He's my God. He's not somebody. He's my God. He's my Father. And we need to learn to rest in his love. So those seven points that can help us to trust God. Don't depend on yourself, but depend on him. He is the maker and the holder of our lives. Learn to cry out to him, to speak to him, talk to him. He is your father. Run away from evil and the appearance of evil. Put him first in your life. Check yourself by God's word. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Rest in God's love. I want to give you two, one more point from some, someone. He says, verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And this is the point. The word that you have in your heart determines your trust in God. The word that you have in your heart determines your trust in God. When you have no word, you can't trust. The word that my wife gave me is I do marry you through thick and thin till death do us part. So I trust her based on her word. Amen. Thank God she even put this ring, ring here to say my word is sealed. 
There's no beginning, no end. So to the end, she's stuck with me. And I'm stuck upon that word. And I'll stick to that word that she's given me. As much as I've given it also to her. That's what trust is about. Trust is about the word. And the word of God that you have determines your trust. How much you know of his word will determine the level of trust that you have. And so you need to get to know the word. Tell your neighbor, know the word. Know the word. It will lift up your trust in God. It will lift up your trust in God. When we're talking about being rooted and grounded, we're talking about knowing enough of the word to be able to be stuck to God. You need God's word to hold on to him. And, and Romans chapter 10, I'll read you Romans chapter 10. From verse 13, I've already told you verse 13, which says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can they call on God whom they have not trusted? How can they call on the Lord when they have not trusted? That's the what believed mean, trusted. And, 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 and how shall they believe or how shall they trust in him, in whom they have not what? Heard. How can they trust in what they have not heard? So you need, you need to hear a word. Tell your neighbor, you need to hear a word. We are going to pray in a moment. And I pray that you will hear a word. God needs to give you a word for you to trust in him. You need to go into his word to hear it for you to trust in him. And, and it says... And it goes on and says, how shall they hear without a preacher? Thank God you have a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent? I praise God I'm sent. See, I'm not just doing this because it, it feels good to do this. I'm doing this because I have a word that says you must go and preach. I have a word. So even when family was saying, shut up and stop preaching, I still stood up and preached. Why? Because I have a word. I have a word. I preached on buses and I've preached to people, strangers and in awkward places. Why do I keep doing that? Why? Because I have a word that says you must preach. Something just goes, why are you not preaching? Just preach. I have a word. So you're blessed at least. I know I have a word. And there are many other people here who have words to preach. Amen. Even if you don't say amen, I know you have a word to preach. If you don't, I give you Matthew chapter 28, 20. Go ye therefore. Huh? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17 says, so then trust comes. Is that what your Bible says? And faith is what? So then faith comes. Or trust in God comes. By hearing. And by hearing by the word of God. 
My last point is Job chapter 29 verse 19. Job chapter 29 verse 19. It says, my root was spread out by the waters. My root was spread out by the waters. And the dew lay all night upon my branches. Jeremiah 17 verse 8, he says, And he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreads out her roots by the river. That spreads out her roots by the river. I said the river or the waters, the everlasting flow of God is his word. You need to spread out your roots to the water. 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 You need to spread out your roots to the water. You need to spread out your roots to the water. Spread out your roots to the water. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. Let your roots go into the word. Let your roots go into the word. Spread out your roots to the water. You see the tree that's planted by the water, it just doesn't stay the way it's planted. Planted, but it allows its roots to go into the water. Hallelujah. When you go into the word, you need to spread out your roots in the word. You need to spread out your roots in the word. The tree is planted, but it allows its roots to spread into the water. The tree has a responsibility. The tree has a responsibility to spread its roots into the water. Jeremiah says he's like a tree that has its roots spreading by the river. It's spreading by the river, spread out by the river, spread out by the river. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. There is a river that flows that makes glad the city of God. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. Spread your roots. Oh my God, I need somebody who will stand tonight and begin to pray to say, Father, help me to spread my roots into the water. To spread my roots into your water. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, spread your roots in the water. In the name of Jesus. Job says, uh, my roots were spread into the water. My roots were spread into the water. Father, Lord, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, help me to spread my roots uh, so that I can trust in you. So that I can trust in you. So that I can be blessed. If you're going to be blessed, if you want to be blessed, if somebody in this house wants to be blessed, I need you to pray and say, Father, help me to spread my roots. Help me to spread my root in your word that I may be blessed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Meka Raba Shanda, Menda Rabosha, Kata Rabosha, Yenda Rabasha, Kamanda Haya. God, help me to spread out my roots, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, make a rabba baba. Oh, pray for yourself, pray for yourself. 
pray and rebuke everything. You see, sometimes you want to spread our roots, but there are so many distractions, so many hindrances for you to spread into the into the word, for you to engross yourself in the word. I want you to pray to say and say, Father, break every hindrance, break everything that stands in my way, break everything that has been influencing me away from spreading my roots, away from being blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything that is taking away your blessing, Oh, break it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, somebody who's in a desert place, I need you to pray and say, Father, plant me by the waters, plant me by the waters. Plant me by the waters. A desert place may be a difficult time. A desert place may be a hard time. Maybe some challenge that you're going through. I need you to pray and say, Father, plant me by the water. Plant me by the water. In the name of Jesus. You are in a situation that is dry. You are in a situation that is not making progress. You are in a situation that is difficult. Father, plant me by the water. Plant me by the water. Set me next to your word. Set me next to your word that is able to transform me in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, my God, my God, my God. Oh God, Yerebo Sindarabasa, Yerebo Sandarabasa. I need somebody to pray and say, Father, break, uh, break barrenness uh, from my life. Uh, every unfruitfulness uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord, break it. Plant me by the water that I may be fruitful. That I may be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Makasete kelerebo kosoto koroboshek. Mandara ba 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 wosoto koyetaka reka ba 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 kasataka yekere gesete kelere beko shokoto yendara ba 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 kasataka hat yekere beko soto kosheke ba ba bata yekara ba 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 sandara boche indere beko soto In the name of Jesus. Oh, I need somebody to pray. You're fruitful. You're, you must become fruitful. You must become fruitful. You must become fruitful. Something has to break uh, in the name of Jesus. Something has to break uh, in the name of Jesus. You must break the fruit. Uh, bear the fruit. Uh, you must bear the fruit. Uh, bear the fruit uh, for this year. In the name of Jesus. Bear the fruit uh, for this year. Makasa 
Rebeka Yenda Rabasha Kamandara Bosheketa E Rebeke Senda Rabashandara Rabaka Yandarabosha Ende Rebeka Yandarabashandara Rabashanda Oh Father give me Ruta Father give me Ruta Father give me Ruta in the name of the Lord Jesus Menda Rabosha Kata Rika Bobobo Shekete Yereta Rababa Baba Baba Mura Bobobo Sheketete Inde Rebeka Sata Kaha Yeka Rabo Sheketete Rebosha Ende Revoko Sika Yaba Babosha Your life is blessed In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will blossom, you will blossom, you will blossom, you will blossom. In the name of Jesus, oh my God, the Lord is saying you will blossom. Even in this place, above your fear, I break that fear in the name of Jesus. I break that fear in the name of Jesus. Receive the strength of the Lord. Receive the strength of God to do what God says you should do, to accomplish that which God says you must accomplish in the name of Jesus. My God, come on somebody pray, come on somebody pray for your life, pray for your situation, pray for your situation, pray for your situation. God is changing. God is changing situations in the name of Jesus. Pray for your situation in the name of Jesus. The anointing of God, the grace of God in the name of Jesus. Joy of the Holy Ghost, the joy of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, I pray rivers of living waters, rivers of living waters. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The fire of God. The fire of God. The fire of God. Even in the 